support your immune health this winter with Go Healthy from Chemist Warehouse, now 20% off the entire range. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. ago he was number 185 in the world and now back on top Ricky Fowler with his sixth career win what an opportunity you, you want to be as I keep saying you want to be tested against the best you want to see where you're at you don't want things to be easy you know easy not that's not that's not where the value is coming through double eight double three many a winners <laughs> coming through on the text machine it's so good first tuesday november 2015 cloudy day 24 pairs combined stable fit for winners with winners getting first pick and losers 24th bad golf equals 19 pick but my number one pick still available princess pain riding prince of penzance 350 each Via golf tourney and $10 each way at TAB for over 800 bucks. That is from Ants. My kids picked the first four in 2012 when Green Moon won, beating Fiorentine, Fiorentine and Jackalberry. And Jackalberry, we picked six horses. And my pick is still running low. We collected 6K <laughs> off $200 bet. Oh, Joey, you don't need it. You had a big weekend to boot, mate. You're constantly winning. But that's right. In studio, joined... Sammy Hewitt is, he's in some special company, Sammy. Oh. Tell me, what does it look like, mate? What's it, he's staring <laughs> I'll tell at you right what, it, it, It's almost hurting my eyes how shiny it is. Um, no <laughs> fingerprints on it whatsoever. And uh, you know, they've brought up the gloves as well. Just, you know, they brought up a whole bunch of peers just for the people that do want to touch it. I don't even know if I want to touch it, boys. It's too, it's too sort of revered. But uh, no, it is a great, uh, great pleasure to have uh, the Melbourne Cup in studio with us today as part of its, uh, as part of its tour. And uh, the keeper of the cup as well, uh, Joe McGrath, who's uh, sitting in uh, alongside me. Joe, welcome, welcome in. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and uh, great to be here. Yeah, so uh, the cup, tell us firstly just about exactly what we're looking at right there. What's it made of? How, well, what's the history behind it? I've in just terms of, a, yeah. Just having a chat with Charlotte outside about uh, we make a new one every year, and we actually take possession one year and one week out from the race. Uh, so it's it's 18 karat gold. It's made by ABC Bullion in Sydney. It takes about 250 hours to make, and... 
we're actually uh, wow. fast into production on the 2024 Cup. So uh, we take possession of it. We tour it. Uh, it's got to make its way to Flemington on the first Tuesday in November. And after the race is run and won, the owner takes the trophy takes away. away. Mm. And that's your job to look after that for the next couple of months. It must well, be a lot of pressure. Well, that's uh, that's the interesting bit because we all walk around with gloves. It's 18 karat gold. It's very you know precious metal. As you can imagine, it's valued at 600000 Australian dollars. And then once the race is run and won, you've got people running around with no gloves, beer, wine, <laughs> a whole range of things, champagne put in the cup, and you just have to turn your head away. It's yeah. uh, quite bizarre on that front. And and you, it's part of a, a tour. You do take it around. Um, where, whereabouts do you go? Is it just Australia and New Zealand, or you go over the world? Well, it's actually seven countries this year, uh, and uh, it's been, it started off in Japan. Uh, it's in New Zealand, of course, Australia. It'll make its way to Hong Kong, uh England, Ireland, France, uh, yeah, there's, there's seven countries. Yeah, so we, we go through a tender process at the start of the year, get a lot of applications from across the globe, sift through them, look how uh, the strength of the submissions, and then plot a bit of a course. And we launched on the 6th of June, 41 destinations, seven countries, and uh, we're pretty much, uh, I think we're in the, the third leg, I would suggest, of the tour. And, and uh, we go back to... Uh, Melbourne on Thursday, and a new team will head off to South Australia to Adelaide, uh, Balaclava, Port Augusta, and a place called Corn. So uh, they put in a submission, which was pretty strong, and um, let's see what they've got to present. Yeah, fantastic. Joe McGrath going around the world in business class with a Melbourne Cup. Well, get on, yeah. get on. And, a, and, a, and a, I guess it all ends up back at Melbourne uh, Joe, just tell us, Gold Trip last year, very elegant the year before. What's been the greatest experience with the Melbourne Cup for you? Make, make Mediva with its three wins, Might and Power. What, what, what would you think? And, of course, I can't leave out Bart Cummings and his 12 wins. What would you uh, regard as your best ever Melbourne Cup moment? Well, I think the best ever Melbourne Cup moment. And look, I grew up in racing, and uh, so I've got a a strong appreciation and, and certainly an appreciation for the history of the race uh, and certainly the, the story around Farlap back in 1930, uh, born in Timaru on the South Island of New Zealand in a tent, um, strong, uh, you know, tall. Sounds lanky, familiar. Yeah. Uh, skinny, <laughs> tall, no one wanted him. Very and familiar for you, Kimpy. Runs last at his first start and <laughs> blossoms into this Adonis. I think that's a... That's a story which, you know, it really does touch the hearts and minds. But I suppose a personal story was in 1993 as a young person working at the VRC and having to pick up a couple of jockeys from the, uh, from the airport in Melbourne, uh, one Mick Canaan and another one Frankie Dettori, uh, and drive them around nice. in, my, in my little Honda Civic, which I'm sure they were really impressed with. But, um, <laughs> uh, and that fit. And uh, Mick Canaan, of course, rode uh, Vintage Crop, uh, which won the race. Didn't speak for three days for, while I drove him around. He had another minder with him, and Frankie Dettori couldn't, couldn't shut him up, and he was about 18 at the time, and uh, he was riding a horse called Drum Taps. Of course, the Irish won with Vintage Crop, and uh, as soon as they won and they backed it to... Uh, Mick started to find a voice. So uh, <laughs> it was an interesting experience driving them around Melbourne for a few days. So per- from a personal point of view, that um, was quite memorable. Joe, as you here, mate, appreciate you coming into the studio. I'm absolutely gutted I'm not there. But, mate, the keeper of the cup, can you just give us a little lead into what that involves? You know, like when you're carrying this 
cup that's got so much history around it's valued at <laughs> astronomical amount of money, 600000 Like, What goes through your mind and what, what security that kind of has to go through to carry this cup, to be the keeper? Well, I think from a security point of view, if we're running public events, we'll certainly uh, have security. I think our insurer is more worried about um, the, the <laughs> prospects of the cup than I think most people... Uh, you know, uh, hold it in, in, in high regard and, and the respect is, is, is there. Certainly from a keeper of the cup point of view, I did, never sort of uh, aspired for this job necessarily. And I, I, I did say to our chairman at one point, I said, I, I did put on seek.com to see whether or not there was another keeper of the cup out there, but um, no, such, uh, no such opportunities there. But look, I'm very fortunate and, uh, you know, love what I do. Uh, grew up in racing, uh, bookmaking, breeding and I suppose my sweet spot is is, is sort of around the, the knowledge base of, of uh, horse racing. Uh, it's a fascinating game for those who've, who've been in it. Um, you know, it's down in Cambridge the last couple of days and, you know, been to Trelawney Stud, one of the great studs only yesterday, where seven Melbourne Cup winners came off the property. Uh, Cambridge itself has 14 Melbourne Cup winners and, of course, New Zealand's had 44 out of... 162 <laughs> Melbourne Cup. So, look, you know, that historical side of it, and it's a pretty, it can be a heartbreaking sort of game for those who breed horses and race them. But when you do get a horse that's good enough to rise to the top and uh, make its way to Flemington on the first Tuesday in November, I think for those who are involved, it's um, like climbing the top of the biggest mountain, I think. Mm. 25, 25% chance of winning if it's a Kiwi horse. What about the Kiwis, Joe? You know, you've got James McDonald, you've got Waller, and of course you've got Bumper Cassidy that rode Kiwi to that fantastic win. How, how good are the Kiwis when it comes to the Melbourne Cup, and what's it like coming to New Zealand to show that cup off? Well, I often say that I think New Zealanders, you know, do feel that they have quite a lot of stake in the game in terms of the Melbourne Cup, and... You know, that Melbourne Cup history, it, it, the first New Zealand bred horse goes back to 1883 with a horse called Martini Henry. As you say, very elegant in only the last couple of years. Walla, uh, James McDonald. I mean, look, you know, they're the uh, uh, equal of any uh, in, anywhere in the world. So, look, I think we were very fortunate to see a couple of prospective runners in the last 24 hours, one in particular, Sharp and Smart, uh, who... Uh, is heading to Melbourne. Hopefully he, uh, he finds his way to Flemington. And uh, Graham Rogerson, who's no stranger to Melbourne Cup success with Efficient back in 2007. So, look, they're very hard to beat. Tell us about why um, it's important to you to take the cup around. You mentioned some of these uh, places that make submissions and you have a look at that. And so what are you, I guess, judging them on and why is it important? And what's the purpose of, I guess, taking this not only around Australia and New Zealand but around the world as well? Well, I mean, obviously there's a, a there's a promotional element to it, you know, in promoting the Melbourne Cup. And I think with any uh, event, anyone's running a global event, you've got to compete and you need to put uh, uh, your name and face or the face of the club out in, into the public domain. Uh, the Cup is one thing. There's the stories connected with the race. And you mentioned Pumper Cassidy. I mean, he comes on the road and, and, and talks about the Melbourne Cup. Uh, but, look, I think that... Um, you know, getting it out there to, you know, it is about community engagement and, and the Cup will go back to Melbourne on Wednesday night, make its way to South Australia, as I said. And, but they'll be, you know, going to schools, hospitals, aged care. There'll be fundraising activities. There, you know, there's quite a lot going on in that space that 
um, provides community engagement. There's a lot of parts of Australia that's been affected by flood, fire, mm. COVID, uh, drought, a range of different things. And, you know, it really does uplift the spirits. It's, it's a cultural icon, certainly, in Australia. And uh, getting it out to communities really lifts the spirits. What's, uh, do you stops have any... A, stops a nation. Yeah. Do you have any, um, I guess, stories of... Um, instances where things got a little bit hairy. Maybe it was dropped or uh, someone did lay a hand on it without the glove. Well, surely you've got a couple of stories from over the years. Oh, do I? Um, <laughs> I, I said I'll, I'll have full disclosure on that last day that I hand over to the next keeper of the cup. But, uh, I, I think Maccabi Divas was an interesting year because uh, I think it might have uh, hit the deck somewhere. But um, <laughs> fortunately, not on our watch. But um, oh, look, there's a couple. I think the uh, we've had a pretty good run touch wood so far. But I'll, I'll get back to you on that yeah, one. Yeah, sure. That okay? okay, yeah, no, it's probably confidential as well, Kimby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, keep that keep that to yourself, Joe, and don't worry about Sammy. He tries to get all the bully on you so he can talk about you after you leave the leave the building. <laughs> hey, um, let me just let me just tell you about the effect on it on the cup. Um, for me, Joe, I've been to the the cup uh, since the the mid nineties um, through the early two thousands and and seen it just grow in stature. And it was a real big race for. A sh- like I said, stopped the nation and it was a battle between Australia and New Zealand to see who could win the cup. But these days it's changed, hasn't it? Everyone around the world wants to come down to the 3,200 metre first day on Tuesday and win that cup. Just tell us about the global impact uh, this cup has had on the world. Well, I think I think racing in particular, I mean, the world has got uh, very small in terms of certainly the sport of racing. Uh, we just had Royal Ascot uh, two weeks ago. It's coming up to the York Festival and the Cup will go over there as well. Uh, you know, it is an international playing field of Hong Kong, Dubai, Breeders' Cup in the US. And uh, look, I think, you know, the importance of, I think, uh, certainly in Australia, the the, the Cup is a, a cultural icon, which, as I, I mentioned last night at an event, it, it goes back to the, the gold rush in the 1860s. And I suppose it's been there, it's been a constant as... Australia has uh, developed its own personality, and I suppose it's it's a protected sort of species in in our country, to an extent that I don't know. It's a cultural icon, and and we value it. And I think uh, internationally, other people say, well, you must value it pretty highly. It must be worth winning. So, look, it's it's attracted the attention of um, people all around the world. I, I think probably the handicap conditions are probably something that in Europe. They're not really used to having your best race as a handicap horse race. But, um, uh, you know, they have a lot of set weights races and weight for age, which is uh, sort of championship type racing. So it's a unique race and it's um, certainly attracted the attention of um, trainers, owners, jockeys all around the world. I forgive, I, I forgive Sam. He's a little bit nervous at the moment, Joe, but he's, <laughs> he's just wondering if he was able to put the gloves on and be able to pick up the trophy and have a wee, yeah, have should we hold do it, should we do it live on air, trophy? should we? He's handing the can gloves we do it over live, to me. Please, Jay? Yeah, we can. Okay, so what? Uh, Talk us through it. Yeah, so everyone has to put gloves on, obviously. Well, that's right. And a lot of people sort of uh, think it's a bit of a gimmicky thing, but actually it's, it is 18 karat gold. Oil's on people's hands, but I probably would Ooh. suggest the the rings on people's hands. Rings, are, you know, right. like there's a, you know, some people have got a three and four, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> and, and as we move the cup around, Seven countries, uh, 41 destinations. There's going to be a few people, uh, I don't know, 
Got little kids with Vegemite sandwiches or True. I don't know, whatever else. But, <laughs> Do you get a bit nervous, Joe? Do you get a bit nervous when you when you're handing the cup over to some random radio host <laughs> to go, yeah, put the glove on and, and, and pick it up? He's like, never looked a special a, way. Or, like, what, talk him he's never it, looked Joe? at a cup talk in his life. Can you explain why I'm breaking out into a sweat now? Is that something to do with it? I'm surely, not there's, sure. um, surely there's. So, boys, you can see I've got the glove on, so I'm going to get up. What? Um, okay. You got to talk us through the. Uh, okay, the Sam. Well, you just move slowly towards the trophy. Okay, that's the first step. Okay, right. slowly okay. towards the trophy. Do I bow? Uh, I... Yeah, just come through. No, no genuflection or anything. No, and then to put your left hand in the middle part, and then just lift it up and put your other hand underneath it. Oh. See, that was oh. pretty. You didn't have to go through. <laughs> Didn't have to do a course to do that, so that was uh, that was good. Right, I'll see you guys. Uh, awesome. <laughs> but I suppose the thing Mate. that a lot of people don't realise it's three point eight kilos and it's got one point six five kilos of eighteen wow. karat gold. So I've said to people that you can ha- hold it out in front of you for about forty seconds, and then your arm just uh, you start to exhaust your muscle. Yes, because I then you have to tip it. Yeah, because I um, yeah, Kimby Kimby was about to say, and he's actually spot on there. I don't mind saying that I've never lifted a trophy like that in my life. Um, I'm used to the plastic ones that you get for being player of the day on a Saturday morning. It's heavy, boys. It's got a lot of weight to it, and uh, and look, the word we use probably over here is money. You can almost feel it when you're holding it. Mm. You know, it's oh, got it's just something to it. So uh, yeah, you you should be jealous, boys. You should be jealous. I am so <laughs> jealous right now. Oh, that is so cool, um, Joe. Just just. Oh, this might be a silly question, but I'm going to ask anyway. So you win it, you get that trophy. Yes, you do. And that tr- trophy is yours if you're a lucky winner of the Melbourne Cup. I'm good friends with a couple of the owners from Very Elegant, so I, I know exactly what that trophy went through in Herne Bay one night. So um, <laughs> once it's yours, it's yours to keep. Well, it is. And, um, I mean, people have turned up, and I suppose social media is the, 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 the sort of leveller in this, this game in terms of... Uh, it appears everywhere and anywhere, and, and you'll get a past winner of a cup, and all of a sudden someone's holding the, you know, from two or three years ago, and someone internally says, there's no one holding it with a glove. And I'm going, well, we actually don't own it anymore. So it's uh, not ours to, to sort of worry about. But, yeah, they, they get to, to keep it. And, you know, no doubt with a, a, a number of um, connections with that have an interest in the cup uh, a lot of them like to get replicas a smaller version and we can accommodate that but last year gold trip uh, it was a number of owners and they they re-auctioned it amongst the ownership group on good friday up in sydney and it um, realized eight hundred thousand dollars between the ownership well, group wow. um, because wow. not one particular person necessarily owned it they wanted to auction up between the the ownership group and uh, and that's what it uh, peaked at eight hundred thousand. Oh. So look, it's uh, but we will make a, a smaller version, which is a, a you know like a sterling silver with a, a gold plating, um, which is a, a lot cheaper to make than uh, hmm. a six hundred thousand dollar trophy. Oh, that's awesome! It's so good to have it in studio and have you here as well, uh, Joe. We're what uh, four four months away, boys. So uh, we're going to be yeah, we're going to be talking about that uh, for the rest of the year. Absolutely cannot wait. Sharp and smart. Get on. There you go. What Kimby's have we got? What have we got, out. Joe? Who's going to win it? Yeah, Joe. Why don't you throw well, us a tip? Well, I think. Uh, well, I think Graham Rogerson has got a, a, a good horse uh, in Sharp and Smart. Right, look, I think. It's still a little bit early for mine. I mean, certainly the European horses, the York Festival sort of throws up a couple of interesting runners over there. And uh, look, it's just a little bit to play out for mine. Um, but certainly, mm. European horses seem to have a bit of a, a handle on uh, or a stronghold on the situation. But uh, we'll see what happens White in the Marlin? next. 
Yeah, White Marlin. I think he he sort of. Uh, I thought he might have. Um, he left a little bit to be desired at his last start at Flemington. He yeah. sort of uh, he went around short price. Went too home. early. Went a fraction too early. He's a good horse. Gay Waterhouse is uh, training, but look, there's horses that show they're going to be the next big thing. And uh, as it gets closer to the day, um, if they don't come up, but I, I do remember very elegant on on that Cup day when she won and. I remember looking around, and she won nine Group Ones before she won the Cup. Looking at it, and she just looked like a the most relaxed prize fighter going out. And I thought, gee, this looks a bit ominous. You know, <laughs> this horse is, you know, it's done it, been there before, and it just went out. And James McDonald won it twenty to one. So, yeah, yeah cream rises to the top. I think. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, Joe, great to have you in here. Great to have the Melbourne Cup in here as well. Got lots of texts coming in on Double Three. So, uh, really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks, guys. There you go. Uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast uh, here on SENZ. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. We'll go take some photos, and we'll be back in a moment.